Oh, hey, didn't see you there. It's me, Lane Buzzard, and you're listening to Scott and Paul's Ramblin' Podcast. Don't switch off. Podcast. Well, it's a conversational podcast where we ramble on about wrestling and Fraser and other things that we like or and or annoy us, which usually leads to some rants. And a lot of the time, we try our best to make sense. Yes, <laughs> I mean we're not always successful, but at least we, we give it a try. Oh, and we've been doing. The... Well, usually as long as you follow my lead, you're okay. I follow your lead. <laughs> Shut up. And we've been rambling on about various subjects for, as of now, two years. Two and, years. And 100 episodes as of this episode. Yes. And it was much rejoice. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going all out in the celebrations as we're sitting here eating sweeties and drinking Mountain Dew. Yep. Because I was too skinned to buy actual alcohol. Well, I, I have two cans of lager there, but I'm not going to be drinking. I, I drank enough this weekend. Oh. Paul is not drinking on a show, even though it's the anniversary. I know. So Jeez, far, this, I, must, this must be a special occasion. I am smoking weed, though. <laughs> Only a teeny bit, though, because, teeny. you know, you know. Because, you know, professionalism. Professionalism, yes. <laughs> yes, because if anyone's listened over the past hundred episodes, they're interested with us. You will last... know that Scott is very unprofessional. Shut up. I was going to say, you know we strive for professionalism. Wink, wink. But <laughs> but I must say, if you have stuck with us over the two years and hundred episodes, credit to you. You're a, you're glutton for punishment. Uh, thank you for having the perseverance to try and make sense of whatever it is that we're talking about. And if you've stuck with us for hundred episodes, if you know what makes sense, what how it makes sense, let us know. Yeah, let us know. Write to us. You might know more about what we're talking about more better than we know what we're talking about. You may even want to tell us we're wrong in some points. We might want to tell you we don't care. <laughs> More so Paul than me. Yes. You'll outly say, I'll say, why? I know you're wrong, but just tell me why you're wrong. Where Paul will just outly say you're wrong and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I would be stubborn. I'd be like, no, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. But, so forgive us if we hear us occasionally eating because we have sweeties in front of us. Yes, we have we have fizzy things and those little crayon things. Yes. And those fucking milk bottles. Yeah, no, I, I don't even like... I don't even like milk bottles, the ones you get in, like, Haribo and that. Like, yeah. Paul was nice enough to give me a wee small mini bag of Trimix, and yeah, half of them were, was made out of milk bottles. Which are a pun off on you me. You know, you, you tell me not to not to eat whilst I'm on the show you're eating. Yeah, you know, that's why I'm giving people the warning apologies for eating while we're on the show. Take your time with that milk bottle, Scott. <laughs> I was trying to as you apologize for people here eating during the show that because we have sweets. I just didn't want you, you know, because you had a lolly in your mouth. And I didn't want you talking with the lolly in your mouth. The whole yeah, show. before the show, uh-huh. I put the lolly down. Well, you can still eat other sweeties during the show. Yes, we can. I'm going to eat one of these crayony things because I, I like these. But when got... I when I was a little kid, these were like those were one of my favourites. Yeah, these these always remind me of the ice cream van back in the day. These are ones I would always go for. Yeah, them them and the. These, Blue and red gold bottles that we've, we've got know, here. Do you know what were really good? What? If we're talking van sweeties. Do you remember those little chocolate cup things? 
We came in a little foil cup. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. They mostly melt as soon as you got put them in your mouth. Yeah, like, what I used to do is I'd get a bag of them mm-hmm. and then unfoil about four of them at once and then just warm, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and you'd be like, as a kid, you know, you're like, mmm, chocolate. <laughs> chocolate is awesome. <laughs> this is the kind of quality content we've been giving you for the last time episodes. Even we did almost the whole episode on fucking confectionery. We did, and that just came out of nothing, though. Well, it was Easter. I wanted to briefly talk about. Let's just talk for ten minutes about Easter ran away, and then twenty-five minutes or so did, later, did we like, start talking about cakes or some shit. No, I'm pretty sure it was Easter we started with it. Yeah. See, we don't even know how we get onto these, to some of the weird we conversations should, that we have we on the show. We should talk about cake sometime, you know. Was, it, was that the sequel to the confectionery conundrum, the cake conundrum? Yeah, the cake conundrum. Coming soon. But we were talking before. Some cakey confusion. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's actually even better. Yeah. See, occasionally we'll have a hundred rambling ideas, something that doesn't make sense, and then every so often we'll say something that does make sense. Yeah, totally. But sometimes, we, sometimes, 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 and it's so occasional. Sometimes we even plan out the show. Wow. Sometimes. This today is not one of those times. No, it's not <laughs> one of these times. This is just a, a celebratory, mm-hmm. celebratoriness of our awesome product. Slightly low budget version of last year's celebration, and that there's no alcohol, and Craig is sadly not here with us. That is sad, but I did, I did, um, I did like his new profile pic on Facebook. Oh yeah, the new profile pic. He does. He's sitting on a couch with some <laughs> kind of beverage, going huzzah. Clearly, clearly loving life. Yeah, he's just, good for him. He's just chilling out, enjoying his beverage, whatever <laughs> it is. Might be beer. <laughs> might be diluting juice. Ribena, possibly. Who knows? <laughs> or some kind of. Very cordial. If you if you think you have an idea what beverage you're drinking, tweet us at SP Ramon with your answer. <laughs> yeah. We'll have a competition. What will you win? Something. Yeah. But what you'll win a cola bottle. Totally. An empty one. We can't guarantee that the cola bottle will reach you. But you know, give it a go. You know, fuck it, if we ever if we ever do start producing some kind of merch, we'll send you a badge. <laughs> or a t shirt or a, a bobble hat. <laughs> Just a wee bag with a picture of us giving you a thumbs up, like, well done. Do you know, I, I honestly think our, our current logo uh-huh. would make a very good hat. <laughs> I think. Right. I think it would make a good so. hat. And I, I, I hadn't really thought about that. Like given that, but... given the, the cylindrical nature of our logo, mm-hmm. we, and I, 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 we don't talk of our logo enough on the show, I think. I think our logo is a very good logo. Yeah. It's very simple, mm-hmm. and it... I, I know I talk a lot more of merchandise than you, and I think in time we should offer that to the people. Well, yeah, it's, it's been two years. I think we're still, even two years in, we're still growing at that stage where I, I, and when I feel I think we are able to this, where we yeah. can release merchandise, we will talk about it more seriously. But I'm not, yeah. I'm not opposed to having ideas but I, in the pipeline for when that does but happen. I definitely think two main ideas should be hats and t-shirts. Well, hats see, and shirts. Well, you see, but the, the nature of it doesn't really need to matter what the shape of the thing is because you can just have a regular hat and then feature the logo on it. But at least at the circular nation of the, the logo. But do you just have the logo which just has the name of the show? Or you just have the one that has an animated version of our faces on Well, you see, that, that is the, the fun of the logo. You can have, like, you could have just something with our, our logo name on it. Uh-huh. Or you could have something with the, like... You could even have something like the... Like the Fraser Pistake t-shirt, like the Metal <laughs> Tour gig. Yeah. You know what I mean, we could we could put the logo on the front and put the, the name on the fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And put fucking fake tour dates on the back of the shit. It looks kind of cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> 
What, what are you talking about two days? We never go anywhere. We should. Well, you, well, you, I come up here to yours to record this, which is where we're recording it now, because you refuse to go anywhere. I still believe in our third year we should we should somehow do a do a do a special podcast from a, a special location. Well, like you come to mine for a fucking change. Yeah, <laughs> special location, Scott House. <laughs> yeah. God, Jesus, going all the way from Faithley to Scotland, Jesus, I'd be like a trip to Edinburgh for you. Been to Edinburgh, yeah. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, kinda. Have you been to Edinburgh multiple times? It sucks. Nah. Yeah, that's the reaction you have to Edinburgh. Nah. Sorry, sorry to anyone from Edinburgh who yeah. listened to this, but like we're Glaswegians. I mean, it's not as bad as Paisley. To be fair, I went to Paisley the other week, and it's like a bomb. Sorry to anyone from Paisley who listens. Like, it's like if a bomb went off in Edinburgh. That's what that's what Paisley would look like. Do you, do you know one of the main reasons I dislike Edinburgh? What? It's when... It's so... In one part, it's so insanely structured. Mm-hmm. But in another part, it's so not. <laughs> you know what I mean? But look, you get you get into Edinburgh, you get into the main part of Edinburgh. And right away, you've got the big fucking castle, right? The yeah. castle is... The castle's gorgeous. I love the castle. Mm-hmm. And when, we, when I went with the college... To certain places like I went to Edinburgh with college. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I know, I was there. Went up on some roofs and shit. And that was cool, you know. And we seen the whole. We seen the whole. Was this when you went to college with, when I was there as well, or was this a different time you were in college? I believe this was the first time I was in before I was on ah. the course with you. We went to Edinburgh and we went to the Natural History Museum. Ah. That was there. We seen this big ass fucking like whale mm-hmm. skeleton and this thing was huge you know you know what way you go wow that's fucking huge you know but the one thing i really do hate about edinburgh as well is like the prices mm-hmm. as well because you can go to glasgow right and glasgow is dear as fuck anyway yeah you know what i mean depend well at least depending on where you go well look at it this way back in the day you could maybe buy a pint from maybe like 250 270 yeah now well, in well, some places you're buying a pint for close to five mm-hmm. you know what i mean i mean but in edinburgh I had to think London would be dearer than either Classic oh, or Edinburgh. Probably, but Edinburgh's pretty shitty for prices <laughs> and shit. You know, I could I could not even afford a fucking half pint in Edinburgh. I mean, you got. To, I, I do feel for people from Edinburgh around the sub, like summer time when the, the when the fringe is on. Yeah, when all the tourists are in. Took me what felt like an hour to get from Edinburgh to the centre of Edinburgh during the fringe one time on a bus. Yeah, the, the traffic was moving that slowly. And I love how we went from merch ideas and trying to be nice to the people to just offending people from various parts. Like, ah, oh, Edinburgh's shy, isn't it? And I apologies. Think, I think we'll, we'll try to mediate that by saying why we believe it to be shy. What, what our personal reasons for disliking the place is. Yeah. I don't think we're universally saying Edinburgh's shit. We're just saying it, we think it's shit because of. Yes. Yeah. Like, I love how we were going on that conversation about merch. This is similar. This is very much... You were wondering, this is what we how we basically talk off air, yeah. and then we just write very often. We don't realize, and sometimes we're we're, we're off in the conversation. I forget sometimes that we're even recording well, actually, podcasts. Actually, a lot of the time when we're off air, we just sit and fucking quote Monty Python. Well, yeah, we were doing that right before we yeah, recorded yeah. this. We're just he, throwing at Monty Python. Quotes. You can't beat Monty Python quotes, man. You just can't. You can't. No, but also going back to Edinburgh, one thing <laughs> and that, another thing. One thing that is pretty cool and interesting about Edinburgh mm. is I went to the. The site of the last public execution. It's an odd thing to bring up, but alright. Yeah, 
Well, it's, a, it's an oddly bleak trip interesting there. thing about Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. They have this, it's not even that big a fucking thing, it's this little gold plaque they have yeah. on the side of the wall and it says, site of the last public execution in Scotland or some shit like that. So, yeah, I seen it, it was the first time I was with the college and I remember I seen it and went, ooh, that's cool, I'm going <laughs> to get a photograph of that little plaque. <laughs> Seen all this beautiful architecture and seen this natural history museum, and I take a picture of this plaque from the last public execution. I was like, ooh. Imagine showing people your photos. There's there's Edinburgh Castle, there's Square Fires, Bobby. There's, let's say, the last public execution. Yeah. I can't give two fucks if the Grey Fire, Bobby's stupid fucking duck statue. <laughs> the people getting told off for rubbing its face now. I think that was a thing, like, too many fucking tourists were coming up and rubbing the nose for luck, and it took the sheen off the thing. Well, all, all the idea, oh, you rubbed its nose for luck, like, the dog that waited near the grave of its owner that died, like, you didn't bring the owner much luck from the way the story goes, why are you trying to... Like, well, my owner was already dead, his luck was done. I know, that's what I'm saying. <coughs> didn't bring, dog didn't bring the owner much luck. No. But we should, re- we should really move on. We really should, we're going to get into a, a rambling rut. But this yeah. is the thing, like, sometimes when we're recording episodes and we're so in a conversation, there are times if I didn't look over at the phone that we used to record and seen... Like that is recorded, and I'd I'd probably forget some things that we're even doing a show <laughs> when we probably get into it. They're rambling, that. and I was asking you before we got we recorded this. I wonder how we even got this far. That we we've really, I think it's stubbornness almost that really that kept us going because we decided we could just wrap this yeah. any time. Realized now we're just we're gonna keep going. Well, it was stubbornness because, it, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on the history of our show here, right? <laughs> But did it not start from you doing a project in college? I'd done projects in college in the past that involved you radio sale because at the time I was starting to get a feel for radio because yeah. they had the radio studio they practice in and I hadn't really thought about doing radio and also at that time I was getting really into podcasts at the time. Yeah, yeah. And I'm still, I still am really into podcasts. Like, whenever I'm in a book, it's very rare for you not to see me now with my headphones in Plugged in my phone, listen to some sort of podcast because yeah. there's so many out there right now. I, I probably don't listen to as many as you, but I do listen to a few. Mm-hmm. You know, know, if I do think there's one that's really good, I will try and recommend it to you because yeah, I know you don't listen a to a lot it. of the ones I listen to are quite subdued. I think. I mean, I listen to a Radio Four one mm-hmm. in our time, which is a Melvin Bragg historical podcast. Ah. You know, a lot of people would find that dull as hell, but <laughs> hey, it's what it's what I get down to. Yeah. I think it was annoying. I was sad that I, that you'd left after like the first year of college and you didn't come back. Well, yeah, because that was a cool dude. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's why, man. And I'm pretty sure we told parts of this story last last anniversary, but you know, maybe you didn't see that episode. Too. Yeah. And if maybe, or if you had did watch it, maybe you forgot. So we're telling you again. <laughs> so, and I'd want to do a podcast, and I thought you're the guy to do it with. Yep. So I messaged you and. I, it took months for us to actually do the show. We'd kept meeting up and to talk about ideas, and we'd mention we other than mentioning one or two ideas and struggling to find a name for the show. Yeah, we didn't. We'd rarely get that far. I think it might even be in spring of twenty seventeen that I mentioned the idea initially, but we didn't actually record the first episode until Halloween of twenty seventeen. Yeah, and then it was released the following day, the start of November. Yep. So like that's. How long? Do you remember in the early days when we had a studio? No, no. Like I said last time, like, how, it's weird to, where you go from, like, recording in someone's home, like, you, usually it's, you're recording someone's home and then into the studio, not the other way around, like we had. Yeah. Even then, like, 
we'd have to take, we'd have to record using like phones and that because because the equipment in the college was like prone to, to fuck random ups. randomly fucking up for no to no reason. Yeah, we'd bring an en- the engineers and occasionally the engineers even there were meant to deal with problems that just didn't know what the hell was yeah, going I on. I think engineers a lot of the time would go. Um, <laughs> we tried turning it off and on again. Yes, if you tried hitting it. Well, no, I didn't want to hit it because I don't want to break it. Oh wait, that's what would happen if I was an engineer. Yeah. You tried poking the fucking thing. <laughs> well, well, I t- well, then it's a lost cause. Yeah. Yeah, like I was really worried. I said, as I said before, I thought eventually we'd find oh, it's getting too difficult. This and we'll we'd act, we'd end up chucking in, but. I'm glad that we stuck with it. Yeah. Well, I, once once we got into it, mm-hmm. I think I was quite vocal about keeping it going because I thought it was a good thing. Yeah. You know, I I thought I thought it was a great thing. Mm-hmm. And that that view has only gotten stronger as it's gone on. Yeah. You know, because I mean, let's be honest, we do have the occasional, the occasional weak show. I would say. Yeah. I mean, as who doesn't? Well, some podcasters, especially early on. But I mean, when we are when we are good, we are fucking great, mm-hmm. you know. And I think I think we do have a lot of quality content. I think I think judging by our reactions and how we how we start to, to talk to each other, as soon as we press stop to the recording, yeah, it basically uh, tells us how we both feel about the show. Because if it's a prog- we think it's a really good show, and if it's what something that we've nailed, then we'll then we won't be shy to tell each other. Like, yeah, I think was- we kind of act like you know like. <laughs> you know what the typical typical American teenager yeah in a movie <laughs> like when we score a fucking goal or something shit yeah. like yeah like, oh, awesome all, dude like, awesome dude <laughs> we're kind of like that after a good show like that was a good fucking show man we're pumped man I say, the, the best reaction to the end of a show and I'm peeking back the curtain a bit here and I don't know if Paul would mind me telling you this but you remember when we did the Summer, SummerSlam 93 review? Yeah, yeah. And we we did it with uh, Paul from Earth One, i.e. Paul from the yeah. Scott and Paul show for Off in America. Earth One, Paul. Yeah. But no Earth One Scott because he was in he was unavailable. Yeah, for for some personal reasons that I don't think it's our place to talk about. But no, no. we uh, I hope to do more with those guys going forward. You know, hopefully all four of us if there's the right thing for us to talk about, like random like old wrestling show because the they're in some leather old school stuff that I'm pretty yeah. sure you'd probably have a tape of. Uh, most likely. Most likely, especially the level your collection's getting to. But <laughs> yeah. But the thing. Hundred and two tapes now. Well. Or a hundred and three. I'm starting to lose count. <laughs> yeah. Like I love how it seemed like you were asking me like I don't fucking know I don't. No. Surely I'm, if anyone should know it's you. I'm starting to lose count. I'm starting to lose space as well. <laughs> you know. Well, I think you, you you were starting to lose space about twenty or so tapes ago. <laughs> probably. Probably. But the point of me bringing them up is Paul's reaction, and I don't want to sound like up my own arse here, but I've, <laughs> I've been doing other podcasts uh, for a while outside of this, but I've always liked to come at this because this is fully us, this is our... Hey, this, is, this is your baby. Like, I, like not that the other podcasts don't let me contribute ideas because I'm always contributing ideas and I think, think I'm a key part of those other podcasts that I do. Yeah. But... This is like ours. We yeah. came up with the idea. We we basically make all the decisions of what's going on here, and we just do this. And we're yeah. This is our show. It's no one else's show. And sometimes we have a podcast. I don't want to like bring up anybody names or anything. But sometimes you get into arguments with people about things that you really shouldn't mm. be arguing about, and you forgetting the fact that this is just a bit just a fun show for your, ourselves and for the listeners. Yeah. 
and I think we've 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 maintained that, and that's why I, I one of the reasons I like continuing it. But I so I've done podcasts with people from other countries, like I've done a, I do a podcast with Jimmy and on Roger Pines where we cover SmackDown, and we've done various other ones. So the yeah. idea of us doing a podcast with a guy from America, I think I was a bit numb to it. I was a bit nervous that maybe I'd been battering with him occasionally on Twitter, yeah. but that it wouldn't come off as well on the show. But it went well. Yeah. We really got into it as we went in. But Paul, as soon as we we hung up on the Skype call and we chatted to the guy a bit afterwards, we hung up the Skype call, Paul's getting up, he's walking about, he's so excited, like, <laughs> yeah, man, we used to podcast with a guy with American. It was fucking cool, I know, man. I know, it was a weird, you know? it was the first thing you'd ever done, I thought that, and I could see that, like, you're wandering around like a kid on Christmas, you're like, Yeah, totally, excited. man. You know, uh, I'm just, I'm so, I'm so proud of the work we put into the show, mm-hmm. you know? I'm so proud that I'm part of something that I consider to be mm-hmm. fucking... It's a special thing. Yeah. You know? And more so is if I had to, like... Even on a professional level, we seem to work well on it. You know, because I don't think we have a lot of disagreements in the, in regards to, like, show content or... Because <laughs> if you, like cause you ever hear us disagreeing on anything, really, or if we argue anything, by the time we, like, we finish the show, even if we mention it again, like, I was right that thing. Really, we're, we're still pals at the end of the day. We're not really falling out on or anything. Nah, I've not got nothing planned. <laughs> Prick. He says, I'll just midway show, Paul just punches me in the face just randomly. And that's for a thing that happened three shows ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> but Those fuzzy things are fucking good, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like you to fuzzy things. But... Paul, a question I didn't think I'd ask uh, 20 minutes into the show. Who are you? How's your week been? My week has been pretty solid, man. Mm-hmm. No. Thanks to thanks to the link sent by your good self, I got to see Crown Jewel. Mm-hmm. I got to see what I wanted to damn well <laughs> see. As I think most of the WWE, WWE Universe wanted to see. Mm-hmm. That irritating, big-nosed, nasally-voiced prick loses belt. Did I expect it to happen at Crown Jewel? No. No, because Shelly Glatt, good Shelly Glatt just doesn't happen at Crown Jewel. Yeah. No. But Crown Jewel itself was actually no bad. Yeah. As far as the series shows going, I think it's because people, after the last few shows, what with the whole the train wreck of a main event at the last Crown Jewel, yeah. the Goldberg taker thing, like people have very low, low expectations. They know not to expect much from these yeah, shows. Yeah, all they expect from Crown Jewel usually is some past it legend coming back and making an arse of us. Even the past it legend that we had on this show didn't even get involved physically. There wasn't even... You thought, like, Flair and Hogan would, like, face off and throw some punches or shit like that. They didn't, they didn't do anything. Thank Christ. So, I think, I think finally they were able to, like, talk them out of it even if they did want to do that. And I'm, I'm happy about one thing. Mm. I'm happy that it wasn't anyone that mattered that took the pin. Yeah, it was Roman and Randy, wasn't it? Uh, and... Roman won it and Randy took the pin. And Randy, and I don't want to say like Randy doesn't matter, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't. it's not as significant him taking the pin as it would have been like if McIntyre took the pin yeah, or yeah, yeah. something, you know what I mean? You don't want to make any of the other ones look weak. Well, a couple of things about that 5-5-1, five five like the fact that Rusev was had these weird like Hogan red and yellow kind of uh, yeah. weird gear. You even had like Rusev and me ones like going like the wee pose. Yeah, yeah. But I like to think that like, nobody else had that kind of gear. I like to think it's like so, somebody on the team told uh, Rusev, oh yeah, because we're Team Hogan, we're going to have these Hogan inspired gear. We're all going to match. It's going to be super cool. And then 
Uh, Rusev <laughs> comes out of the locker room and he's gear right five minutes for the match and sees no one else is wearing it. He's like, like, oh, you guys are assholes, man. Like when someone in your work tells you, oh, it's Halloween, the more raw guy coming to work dressed up, and you come in dressed as Darth Vader and everyone's just sitting there in their regular suits, like... Like, you guys suck. You're like, you're working in an office, you're taking calls, trying to take, having to take off your weird Darth Vader mask. <laughs> Hello, how can I help you? Customer service. I don't know, that could have been something up. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, because you can tell he was he was dead happy to be there, and he's he was clearly a Hogan like fan. Yeah, and I know like people were annoyed. Oh, you're doing a five and five like three weeks before Survivor Series, so I think that's why it wasn't elimination. They just did like one forty a finish, but I think that actually affected it negatively, not having it being elimination. No, I suppose because like at least having elimination, there's a drama there because of like it's like five on three or like three on two and that there's. Like if it's the faces, especially they have to fight from underneath and fight against the numbers. Mm. Whereas if it's, it was just one fall finish, you basically like, Rusev gets worked over for a while. Tags finally tags out. Ali comes in. Ali gets worked over for a little <laughs> bit, and it's just it was just rinse repeat for a while, and then yeah, eventually right. until eventually Roman hit the spear, and let, then that was let it. Let me ask you something in regards to Crown Jewel. All right. And more so in in regards to the Fiend. Uh-huh. Do you think they're ever going to stop that bloody red light carry on? I don't know. Cause... Because it is get The only thing that annoyed me about that whole thing was the red light thing. It's starting to get really tedious. I didn't mind it how I felt. I hated it here because... Well, partly because it was nighttime in an outdoor arena and you've changed the lighting. Like, it's going to be a pain in the ass if you're in the arena to see that. Was that out, outdoors? Aye, because like, there's, there's an open, like, roof. Huh. It was nighttime and... Do you know I did? Red... I did not know that was an open... Aye. Like... Open arena. So, like... It's going to be making it difficult for those in attendance to see. And then it made a bit awkward moment where, you know, people have joked to the WWE Blood Mini or whatever they call the shows. Yeah. And then they see them walking up the ramp with the letter, with the logo for Crown Jewel in blood red because of the lighting, like, because of a weird, bit of weird symbolism there, yeah. I think. Also, some people are saying, like, was it wise for Brady to come out with that severed head lantern when a year ago there was all that controversy with the journalist who was possibly dismembered by the oh, Saudi government? Did you notice the lamp wasn't lit? I didn't notice it until somebody mentioned it on a podcast like uh, some time afterwards. I noticed it because as soon as he came out, I thought, "Huh, he forgot to switch it on or something." <laughs> he's he's got to charge it before he came out. <laughs> but it was weird. I've I've seen some people who are I don't know if you feel the same who are a bit happier. <laughs> they they kind of cooled off on the whole outrage of Hell in the Cell because it led to this. He won it on Halloween oh, of I all know. days. I know. And I think that's why they realised like. We could do it on Halloween. He's all speaking of that, like, fuck, we've booked up a hell in a cell, and also he's going to SmackDown. Yeah. So, so this is a weird one. Now you've got this whole thing with Brock wanting to go away raw just so he can get his hands on him. So maybe they're trying to do this thing where they can switch the things about where WWE title's going to be on Raw and the Universal title's going to be on SmackDown. And that, that case, they're definitely going to drastically need to redesign this title. Yeah. The big red belt being on, uh, on SmackDown. But... Before we got to talk about that, I have to talk about the finish, the way he fell into the whole electrical equipment and then just, it, when Seth's clutching his eyes, you see him pop up just behind him, like, oh, he's behind you. You never want to suppose them. Yeah. Also, but also, can, I, can I also speak in regards to that about bloody Seth? Mm-hmm. Oh, good God. <laughs> the minute he moved the thing right now, he's like, ah, my eye, my eye, and you're like, ah, ah, and you're like, God, shut so, up. Someone needs to talk to Seth about his cell, because... If you had a cat that made the noises that Seth made, be the wisest thing to do, most humane thing to do, would be put the fucker down because yeah. it's clearly in a lot of pain. And see when he's getting the mandible claw, right? Mm. Most people, right, would sell the mandible claw well. 
shock noise, mm-hmm. well, struggle. Well, well, you need to sound like you're choking because he's put his hands in your mouth and all yeah, that. Yeah, but, you know, sound like you're choking. Mm-hmm. Struggle, yeah. go limp, done, mm-hmm. right? You don't go, ah, 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 ah. You don't do that. <laughs> you just don't. Seth, the fucker can he sell and the fucker cannot act. He cannot no, act. I've seen that. Uh, I don't know if it's worse listening to him act or listening to him talk. Both. Yeah. I mean, the guy's a douche, man. Yeah. So we'll talk about the rest of the show, shall we? Other than the fact that. Are you slightly. What's that? Are you happier or are you less annoyed about what happened to LCL because it was basically used as a tool to get us here. And especially after I said how allegedly he's meant to go off the sale, so it was always kind of meant to be a no contest in some way. Well, yes, partly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hell in a cell, we could, it, it would have seemed even more significant in hell in a cell. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could have had the match not being hell in give another match in hell like, just give just let Becky Sasha be the hell in a cell match, but like, I think because Doom Wrestle is one of their main belts, to not have it defending Hell in Cell on the Hell in Cell pay-per-view, I think that's why. Mm. And also they wanted the entrance for the Fiend with entering Hell in Cell, because I was hoping the Fiend would do an Undertaker, like now when Taker used to grab the door and slam it behind him. Yeah. I was hoping the Fiend would have done that when he went in Hell in Cell, but he didn't. But you know. But as for the rest of the card, you had that big uh, gauntlet match to crown the best tag team in the world for yeah. what looked like a trophy you'd win at your local science fair. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And bizarrely was won by the OC. The OC. And yet AJ did in a in a really good match actually against uh against Humberto Carrillo who won the pre show battle royal yeah. in a title shot. I heard that was a good match. Yeah. Which is good because you know, the OC basically got fed to Braun and Seth and lead up to Clash. So it's nice to see them back like you got Gallows and Anderson as the whole best tag in world thing that you can lord over and hopefully that'll then lead to them challenging the Viking Raiders for the Raw Tag Tales because they were the last team that they beat. Yeah. And you got AJ holding the US belt. And Umberto fared really well. Like, he did this move I've never seen before where AJ was lying near the rope. Uh, Umberto does a flip over the ropes, grabs AJ's arm and then springs back, basically flips AJ over in this weird arm drag motion. Nice. It's just pretty cool. So yeah, they've, they're finally back in, in, on top for I think. Uh, I say, I'll be honest, when I watched Crown Jewel, I watched the end of it. Yeah. I, d- I didn't care about the rest. Yeah, no, I had to message you telling you what had happened at the end. Yeah. I, d- I did love the way you went and told me the Fiend won, though. How did you? Well, you, text, you, you messaged me on Facebook and you're like, did you see it? Yeah. And I went, no, I've not seen it yet. And you went, do you want to know what happened? Yeah, no, I didn't want to spoil it in case you wanted to go watch it yourself. No, I, like... Do you want to know what happened? I was like, yes, definitely yes, tell me what happened. Because the minute you said that, I thought, it's going to be something good. Either it had to be something really good or something particularly weird or fucked up. Yeah, I knew, it was, I knew it wasn't going to be shite. I knew it was only going to be really good or else I was going to get really angry. Yeah. And put my hand through the wall. I mean, if it had been something particularly shite, I would have just waited for you to message me because eventually you'd see it and then angrily whisper, did you see this shit? Yeah. But no, I was like, tell me, tell me. And you messaged me a gif <laughs> of Ray going, yeah, I mean, what I mean? I was like, what? He fucking won? And I just sent you a bit. I think it was a Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. Yes, yes. And I was like, ah, yes. oh, fucking yes. <laughs> I, w- I was most pleased. And then it was at that point I decided, right, I got to see this shit. Yeah. And went on to that fucking 
Link and found the crown jewel, and I was like, right, must watch, must watch. Apologies for the fireworks in the background if you can hear them. We're recording this on fucking bonfire night. One. I, I feel bad because my mother's still out. Mm-hmm. Then dogs in the home herself. Yeah. So I feel bad. I'm going to, once this is done, I'm going to have to go back to my mother's and make sure the dog's okay. Yeah, of course. But it's one of the weird nights of the year. Like I just don't get the point. Uh, like, it's usually idiots who go out and buy the fireworks anyway. Mm. And that forces you, if you're in school, to sit through a fucking 20 minute talk about make sure don't blow your hands up. Yeah. You, when you're lighting fireworks every year for about 10 years. But you know, most people don't fuck around with fireworks. Yeah, no. But have sense anyway. But like, no. You know, the, you know the one thing I remember from Bonfire Night I really liked? Mm-hmm. When I, and it was proper kind of way when I was a little. Mm-hmm. We used to, like, where we lived, we used to have a big garden. Yeah. And it was like, I, I hate to use the fucking term idyll- idyllic, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it, it was lovely. Yeah. Where we lived. In the country and shit, you know? Mm-hmm. But we used, every Bonfire Night, we used to, you know, set up this big fire mm-hmm. and be it where we like the fucking marshmallows and the sparkles and shit. Yeah. So that, to me, that's what I remember for Bonfire Night. Yeah. Family shit, sparkles, you know, marshmallows and shit. Like a Channel 5 afternoon movie kind of sucker <laughs> style, you know what I mean? Okay. But damn it, it was nice. <laughs> it was good, damn it. It was good. But it, it is not listening to little fuck nuggets out the back, <laughs> blasting off fireworks. Yeah. Uh, maybe, so... maybe blowing off one of our hands might learn them. Natural selection when you think about it. Yeah. But some of the biggest reactions in it, like the New Day got a fucking immense pop. Yeah. They were like, not even for their actual music, just for the fruit, just when they hear that it's a new day, it's the, <laughs> the pop. Yeah. And they came out for a tiny turmoil. Mansoor, who's also from Saudi Arabia, he had a match with Cesaro. He won. A stellar match, good for him. Yeah. Some people were annoyed online saying, like, oh, but if this was any other way, you know, they'd have the whole thing I lose. This is nothing but propaganda, this and. And like why bitch, it was still a good match. Yeah, it was a good match. Like I don't I don't want to say he was carried because I don't know if he's been wrestling for about a year and a half as part of the reasons the the tryout, so and I don't know what his background was before then. Mm. So if he was being carried, it's not one of those like obvious carry jobs that you see sometimes where he was putting in a great effort. Like he won because Cesaro had done a thing a little more where he did basically a hip toss or kind of this big release suplex off the middle rope. Yeah. We went back to do it again, but this time he Mansur kinda into a sunset flip. And then he went back up and he had a really cool uh, moonsault. Yeah. Some people should be called the mansault or something like that. <laughs> but he hits that and then he wins and he gets his promo part in English, part in Arabic for mm. the like this is I can't wait to see what we do next. And I'm like, see, this is what you should be doing. This is what he should be on NXT a lot more. This is why some people were kind of taking the piss out of it because he hadn't been featured between in between. Like, yeah. let him like be featured. Let him show like whatever you think about what's it. But sorry, but I'm just a guy. Who didn't think I could live my dream? I don't think W would come to my country, but now they gave me the try opportunity, and I'm here at the biggest company in the world. Mm. You know, so let him be, let him be what Ali's doing because Ali's doing this whole thing about going against stereotypes and what about assumptions, what people think of you. Yeah, let, let Mansoor do a similar thing in NXT, and we had uh, a, a great thing, a, hopefully, a good sign going forth. If they insist on this and continuous relationship with Sadio, which apparently they've extended yeah. to twenty twenty seven. Uh, we had the first ever women's match in Saudi Arabia with Natalia versus Lacey Evans. Both wearing full full gear and t shirts. Yes. Natalia, I love God love her, but the way she came out with the gear and then the t shirt over it, like she just looks like your mum going to the swimming pool. Aye. 
Not your man specifically. Like, just, just, just your man, does look like that. Kinda. But, I mean... I mean, everybody in the crowd... But like, she looks like that when she's wrestling most of the time. I mean, some of the women in the crowd, you could tell it meant a lot to them. You see women wrestling, competing, and... Uh, I don't know, everyone seemed to be on board, except for that prick who threw a bottle at Natalia. She was walking to the ring, and to that guy, fuck you. Mm. And then I think someone tried to do it, same to Lacey Evans, but, you know... You got the, the cool little thing, Natalia, because you watch the video, the thing lands near her feet. She doesn't even break her stride, she doesn't even acknowledge it. She just keeps walking, smelling at the kids and that. The young girls in the crowd, she just keeps on walking. Mm. And it was basically a pretty basic match. You've seen them wrestle quite a few times before, but I don't think it was about what happened in the ring. It's the fact that it was happening, period. Yeah. Oh, well, can you imagine? <laughs> well, I mean, the guy threw a juice bottle or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine the reaction if Lacey Evans has been wearing her usual wrestling gear. Oh, uh, yeah, like... You know, shorts like that, looks like she's been split. Yeah, like one of those things where because she couldn't wear any of her usual gear that... That was that our gimmick requires her to wear because the whole southern thing. Yeah. And it's because she's in Saudi Arabia. One of the things you look at her like, she doesn't even look like Lacey Evans because no. she's not in her usual gear. It's like, it's weird. Like, you look like a civilian. I mean, Natalia looked like Natalia. Well, Natalia's Natalia, but. Natalia's Nightheart's daughter. Mm-hmm. And nothing else. <laughs> and also Brett's. Somewhat, well, somewhat related to Brett. We don't mention that name on this podcast. I'm sorry. We call him Shithead. She's someone related to shithead. Yes. But anyway, the fact that it happened, and as soon as the match ended, Natalia won, and they see they were both crying because the idea of, like, we'd done something here, and Natalia said this is probably one of the most important things she's done yeah, in her career. Cool. Although, it's, it's, it's good that it was, I suppose, like, I take the piss, but Natalia's a good wrestler. Yeah. You know, I just, I find her dull, but it's, she is a good wrestler. Because it's one of the things, like, you know, like, to prove that it was a good idea, and hopefully that the series will let them do it in the future. They had to have like a safe, dependable like match. And you think, like Natalia, where you think she's helped train other women in the division. Yeah. She's been around. Given how long she's been around, she's basically the closest thing they've got to a veteran at the moment. I so having her there against Lacey, who she's worked with a bunch of times for, so she has somewhat chemistry with. They can they can go out and work a safe match, that will do like what needs to be done, in order to entertain the crowd, yeah. show them what women can do, and hopefully allow them to have women's matches in the future. And, Although I will say that WWE are going to be under immense scrutiny now because any show they have in the rest of their deal that doesn't feature a women's match is going to draw some ire from people. Most probably. Mm-hmm. Most probably. But, you know, it's one of the things where people wonder about their holy shit, not having any women on the first show. Then you had Renee going to for the next couple of shows. Renee's also not a commentary anymore, so she wasn't at Crown Joe. And then you had this women's match because you had the rumours that it was going to be a women's match at the last one and then it didn't happen. Mm. So like, it's one of those things that's kind of a steady thing wherever you think of the whole steady thing. WWE said they wanted to do a thing about this programme for change and slowly but surely maybe they're actually going to do something good. No, slowly but surely. I mean, that's what everybody thought and then suddenly half the, the majority of the roster got stuck in Saudi Arabia. Uh, well, while Vince fucked off. Vince fucked off. Mm-hmm. Brock fucked off on his private plane. Mm-hmm. Hogan fucked off on his private plane. Yeah. Uh, what was it, like 175? I can't even remember how many. I think it was supposed to be like 175 wrestles. Right, everybody's stuck in Saudi Arabia. I just, I seen an Instagram, I think it was an Instagram or a Twitter page, <laughs> picture post that Luke Harper had put up. Mm-hmm. It was just him standing there looking kind of glum with a hoodie on and a baseball cap. Sake. <laughs> you know. 
And apparently Buddy Murphy was pissed about it. He might tweet it never again. Never again. So yeah, we're not next time we're like, alright guys, Saudi Arabia will give some people consent to if it's like, fuck off. No, I'm not going. Apparently, I don't know why I give Queen to Queens if this isn't true, but the rumour was some people even messaged, uh, messaged to some people who reported on it saying, basically, not, not only do they not want to go by, but some of them said, I can't wait to leave this place. Because mm. they felt like they were kind of abandoned. Right. Of it. But on the bright side, we were like, oh, what the fuck's going to happen on SmackDown? Because we were meant to have a six-woman tag, which ended up getting changed to... Supposed to have Bray on Liz TV. Yeah, which got the women's tag got changed to Bailey v. Nikki for the title. Yeah, we were meant to have Roman v. Baron, but they were stuck in Saudi Arabia. We had the new DVD revival for the tag titles. They were all stuck in Saudi Arabia. So what do we do? Well, we've announced Raw, SmackDown, and NXT... That's what I do, which I can't wait for, I hope. Yeah. And I hope NXT doesn't get the treatment that SmackDown got last year where they just got squashed. Mm. Well, not squashed, but it was like a clean sweep of them losing. Yeah. Which I hope doesn't happen. Well, I, I must say, from the problems in Saudi Arabia, uh-huh. the creative actually had to, you know, do some work. It's one of the weird things where, like, people in their backs are against the wall, they seem to off more not pull something out, like, uh, Roman Reigns and that, or Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns are at TLC. The Ricard Angle's going to have a match and Finn Balor's going to fight AJ Styles. Yeah. And there's other examples and shit like that. But uh, So they decided, fuck it, let's start the build to this fire series now. Let's have NXT invade SmackDown. And my god, it worked very well. Yeah, you had Matt Riddle and Keith Lee beating yeah. up Sami Zayn. You had Keith Lee, 300 pounds, doing a minsault. I know, I've seen that. Yeah, as soon as Bailey beat, retained her title, Shayna Baylor came out and kicked the fuck out of her. Yeah. Well, um, she had uh, Mark... Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville getting battered by Keegan Knox and uh, Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley mm. with that brutal looking reverse glory where she basically lifts up <laughs> and just tosses her about. And Keegan Knox, my new favourite female wrestler because she's <laughs> a big fan of Kane. Ah, cool. They did this thing on this weird YouTube show they did called The Bump where they had an interview with uh, Dakota Kai and Keegan Knox because they were getting ready for a women's tag title shot. Yeah. And then they did this thing with a surprise team by putting, including Kane in their Skype call. And you see teens just fan fangirling out, <laughs> meet Kenny, meet Kane, and like, yes, I love her. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they beat, they beat Sonya and Mandy. You had Tommaso Ciampa confront the Miz, mm. and then beat him in a match. You had Adam Cole defend the NXT title against Daniel Bryan in the main event. Yeah. And then you had Brock go out first. I was like, say, say, yeah. oh, by the way, I'm quitting. I'm going to Raw find Ray. And then he came to Raw, killed Dio Madden. Yeah. Little little funny that I laughed at were brought backstage, just grabbing this random production guy, throwing him on the computer and goes, Have you seen Ray Mysterio? <laughs> I like the bit where he pulled the guy out of the fucking car yeah. and he's like, I'm not Ray! I'm not just Ray! Grabs him by the fucking leg, you're yink! I'm not Ray! Well, we can clearly fucking see that, mate. Yeah. Yeah, then. Rock Lesnar doing the most backstage work he's done in his whole <laughs> WWE career. Uh-huh. What we didn't see is when the camera's cut off, he, he, he nipped into that car and fucked off. <laughs> So yeah, instead of like Brock being involved in the whole Robbie Smith thing, he's going to defend the title against Ray at Survivor Series. I really hope Ray wins. I know he's not gone but I'd love to see it. Yeah. I'd love to see Ray win. Yeah. I mean, you know that way you like, he's probably not gone He's not going to. But, but if he did, <laughs> be... if he did, I think people would, would be like that Wrestling Days guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, Ray Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> well, like... So they've announced two triple threat matches for uh, for Spirit Series, part of the whole like this brand theme. So they've got 
Shayna Baszler versus Becky Lynch versus Bailey, so all the women's champions going against each other. Yeah. And you have all the tag team champions, so you've got the Revival versus Viking Raiders versus uh, Undisputed Era represented by Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Yeah. So basically, Eddie, if you have any of the like, champions on the male side, when it basically just takes the champions from Ron Smackdown and insert a member of Undisputed Era, because they've got all the gold at the moment. Yeah. Well, my, well, they've included the Cruiserweight title as part of NXT, so... I imagine Leo Rush will have a match. I wonder. I wonder who is going to be facing the Fiend if the Fiend is featuring Survivor Series. I'm, I'm feeling maybe they'll just do Fiend versus Adam Cole. You think? Yeah, just Universal VNXT champion and like Adam. I can see Adam that being one match NXT doesn't win, but you can see probably like, I think you can forgive them for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I would assume if it's the case of like Adam Cole facing mm-hmm. the Fiend. Mm-hmm. Do you think it might have a stipulation where the Fiend's belt will be on the line? No, I think it would just be like a champion v champion. Champion v champion, none of the gold on the line. Uh, kind of because thing. Brock's kind of going between as he was on SmackDown and now he's over in Raw, so I think that's why he's not being included because his thing's kind of unclear at the minute. Whereas, whereas Bray's kind of, I think, I don't know about Bray. Like, uh, so I think he's still SmackDown, and so it's just going to be Universal Champ v NXT Champ. Yeah. There's also rumour. Of Tommaso Ciampa versus Roman Reigns in a singles match. That'd be interesting. Ciampa should kick his ass. Something that's weird though is Johnny Gargano was not part of this whole like invasion. He he may be one of the biggest faces, the heart and soul of NXT as he's been nicknamed. Yeah. And yet he wasn't part of this thing. Which is so surely if anyone's gonna fight someone like Roman who's in like maybe a diehard like locker and leader and all that. Well, maybe they're sure. building up maybe they're building up to him. You know, set the groundwork yeah. and then introduce him. Or maybe like you you're, you're Everybody's into the whole like. There he seems to be any reaction shield at any possible. Just have get Johnny and Jampa back together as a tag team as they were, but then against Seth and fucking Roman. I suppose because they do love to rehash <laughs> shield. Because mm-hmm. Finn Balor also was not on uh, as part of this invasion. Oh, I did see on Raw, and I have read some. Well, listened to some rumors, some mm-hmm. YouTube rumors that there is a belief that the WWE might be angling to turn Seth back to heel. I can see that. You know. Yeah. You think you could do a thing with the, the Fiend being a face or a tweener against a heel Seth? I think that would work. It would work, but I mean, the, the matches would probably go on the same theme. It would be very, I think yeah. I don't think there's much more we could get out of the Fiend versus Seth. Because mm-hmm. I, I never did see that, see that being a feud that you could last more than maybe three matches max. Yeah, if that. If that, you know, we got, we got to, and we get good build-up as usual, mostly mm-hmm. done by Bray. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I I really don't see there being any need for any more Seth and mm-hmm. Fiend. If Seth turns heel, yeah, there's a good enough amount of douchey baby faces on Raw mm-hmm. that he could set his sights on. Yeah, you know, but he could even set his sights on. I was going to say Roman, but he's on SmackDown, isn't he? Yeah, no. But now there's many you can set his sights on. I mean, there's room, there's all, the whole tease between him and Triple H yeah. on Raw, you know. Like, oh, yeah, because uh, Cole defended the title again on Raw against, uh, against Seth. Yeah. Which then I think ended in a TQ. Yeah, it did. It did. Mm-hmm. Seth got sort of jumped by NXT. I read Roderick Strong just leads in, just fuck it, just knees him in. Just the height Roderick Strong can get for his <laughs> knees, by the way. Yeah. But no, the fiend is never going to be full face. No, he's he's never going to be full face. But you know the the whole thing with WWE's problem is is that even if we want to portray him as a, a heel, mm-hmm. 
he's not. No. You know, can't be a heel if the whole fucking universe loves you. Right. The thing I was going to say about heels, Dominic Finn Balor, yeah, he he's a major first proper heel promo on XE this past week. Yeah. And he came in and he took a little, uh, little swipe at, uh, at Bray. Yeah. Fiend carry went. Two months ago, I was laying down for the hottest new thing just because he put on a cool mask. Ooh. Ooh, scandalous. Ooh. Is it real? Is it not? Shoot, shoot, shoot. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. What else did he say? Uh, I mean, I think he what was it, Estes Paddle? <laughs> I don't know, I think he was just taking shots at Johnny Gargano. But the, the, the Fiend one, that really just sticks out at me. No. I think it's the one I, one I wanted to mention here. So yeah, you know, like if he did turn the fiend like not fully face but more tweener, if he brought Finn back as a heel, that's more interesting. I think mm-hmm. if he ever wanted to revisit that. True. And what's interesting for NXT is they have War Games, their takeover the night before Survivor Series, and they're they're doing a thing. They're the first ever all women's War Games match. Cool. We have Team Shayna Baszler versus Team Rhea Ripley, and I'm assuming Shayna's team will probably be your fellow two horsewomen and probably Io Shirai because she's the other main heel. And it'll probably be Rhea, Candice LeRae, because she's been feuding with uh, Io, and mm. uh, Team Kick, which is Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox, who I mentioned earlier, because, well, they beat the, the other horsemen to earn that one side title shot a few weeks ago. And they're an actual tag team, so. Yeah. So, against the four, so I'm assuming that's why, part of the reason they're mainly doing the Remo War, other than the fact that they decided, no, we should probably try this well women to try and freshen up rather than just doing Undisputed RV. Random assortment of faces again. It's probably because like they're gonna need more of the male superstars for the Survivor Series, where rather than the one because the main one they need is Shane and maybe one or two others mm. that they can use. So they protect most of the guys. We're just using most guys. Some guys will be doing double but some will probably just be on Survivor Series. Probably. Whereas you've got all you got most of the women doing the war games, which will probably be the main event. So you know you got the women to main event takeover, and I'd like to see if there's any if they're continuing all invasion if maybe. During at some point in, on takeover, like maybe some of the main roster guys will come in try and do some sort of invasion type thing. Mm-hmm. Tat for tat, yeah, thing. yeah, get the, get in the jump, try and gain the early advantage. Because mm-hmm. remember Seth, uh, in the lead up to his feud with Triple H at WrestleMania, he randomly showed up at one of the takeovers the night before the Rumble because Triple H had cost him a spot in the Rumble. So then he tried to hijack the takeover until Triple H came out and faced him. Then Triple H got security throw him out. <laughs> it was good because he. Had, because they made it seem like it was unplanned. You had somebody else talking, and they were talking about what's going on. And then you hear the crowd cheer, and you see Seth and Street clothes, and they just grab the mic from the ring announcer, like, <laughs> like fucking get out of here, Triple H. Cool. He didn't say that word for word, but you know that was the. You could tell that was the gist of of his thoughts. That was the gist. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about everything from Crown Joke. I think we talked about the important excuse you now. Tyson Fury and Game Velasquez were there. They were nah. Yeah. <laughs> We talked about the important bits. Yeah. We didn't talk about Tyson Fury or Cain Velasquez because it didn't matter. No. Even though they hyped up. These were the two matches that they hyped up to. And fuck. we talked about a La Fiend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, the Fiend is the important thing here. Yes. The Fiend and Bray having the title uh-huh. and Seth not having it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was tweeting along during Crown Joe and I was basically because I didn't really care about the show going into it. I just started taking the piss on Twitter, like saying there was Ray constantly coming out with a. Uh, with Kane Velasquez was like basically Kane raised Pokemon. Yeah. And just if a Pokemon Kane Velasquez, a punchy type Pokemon. I think I think somebody went and said on YouTube it was like it was like if you went if you had a bully and you went and got your big cousin uh, to come and get him. 
It's like uh, getting Steve getting Stelios in American Dad. <laughs> Ken Velasquez is Stelios. Just there's somebody somebody out there if you can edit like footage of Ken Velasquez beating up Brock Lesnar to the Stelios song from American Dad. Stelios. <laughs> that's me. Stelios. That's him. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what are we talking about? Uh, but also one of my other favorite ones is they show that footage of Tyson Fury getting jumped by Braun Strowman at the performance center. Yeah. First of all, Braun comes out from his front, so somehow he materialized into the ring without Tyson seeing him. Like, yep. He's a three hundred pound, three hundred eighty pound actually, as they said on Crown Show, six foot eight guy. How the fuck can he sneak up on anybody? Tyson Fury's three eighty. No, Braun Strowman. Oh, like, Braun is... I think they're about the same height, but Braun Strowman's like three eighty. Like, how does he sneak up on anyone, let alone? If he's coming at you from the front. Like, Scooby-Doo style. I know. You know. <laughs> yeah. Scooby-Doo style. <laughs> that's, yeah. like, that's like even more vicious than ninja style. <laughs> Scooby-Doo style. I, to, I was wondering, uh, I just realised there, we were talking about your your main thing, you, you said you were watching Crown Jewel, and then we just started talking about Crown Jewel and yeah, all the shit's going on. Yeah, we've done it again. <laughs> again. Well, I don't think anyone would expect any less. Was there anything else that happened in your week that I feel like anything about? else that happened in my that you can well, remember? Well, like I say, I did have a very, I had a pleasant weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, we we drank a lot of bourbon again. Yeah, and we got a, we did buy a munchie box. But, um, well, it was huge. <laughs> you know, and you know sometimes where you buy something, you think this will be good. We'll eat less. Mm-hmm. And then you take the lid off and you go, oh, we ain't going to be able to eat this. <laughs> well, it was kind of, it was kind of like that. It had, it had pakora in it, mm-hmm. three different types of pakora, mm-hmm. and chips, and a shite load of kebab meat, <laughs> and chicken wings, and frittles. Jesus, man! It was. See if you'd have been buying it for like like. See what we were all sitting here like watching a pay per view or something. Yeah. Or if you had your family run or something, mm-hmm. it'd be great. But for three people, yeah, two adults and a child, you know what <laughs> I mean? That, that is too much munchie box. You know, far too much munchie box. <laughs> Came with a fucking naan bread as well, mm-hmm. you know? Like it, was, it was like, it was like, this side, chips, chicken wings, mm-hmm. onion. Well, there was like fucking seven onion rings in the fucking thing. You know what I mean, usually in a standard munchie box, you get three or four. You know, like seven. You know, like onion rings, chips, chicken wings, a fuck, the whole middle section full of fucking kebab meat. Hopefully you're listening to this, you've had your dinner. Because otherwise you're going to be starving listening to Paul Stone, aren't you? Ah, oh, it was so good. But so much. I was kind of worried coming up here that my vo- after the weekend I had that my voice would maybe be a bit too sore to do this podcast. Ah, oh, you're fine. You have sweeties. Yeah, I'm fine. Because uh, last Friday... Went over to my friend Quacko's thing, he goes to the uh, Strapper Union on a Friday, uh, Quacko's karaoke. <laughs> Just went, went along, I was thing along with other people doing their song, but I rarely got it myself. I did get up twice, but I'll come to that. Did you get hammered and sing Real American? <laughs> no, but Quacko did say he had, uh, he had some wrestling songs on his, he added some wrestling songs to his catalogue, but I don't know if Quack, Quacko's not a big uh, Hulk Hogan fan of right, right now, so. No? Is so that because of the whole, the whole thing? Probably that, yeah. That little bugaboo. Mm-hmm. That thing which I don't really want to talk about on an anniversary show, but like, so I don't, so I like Quacko as a, as a pal, so, and I had to see him the next two days at Fear Alone, so I didn't want to cause any awkwardness by getting up and just belting it, all of them just getting up. I like Quacko. 
<laughs> That'd be good. Do, do the fist motion. Like, fucking like, what's wrong with you, man? But uh, went along with pal Tom from uh, from Holland. He came over for the weekend. To, so it was nice to see him again. Holland. Uh, we're chatting with him, and uh, my pal Dave. He got up five times. One of them was with me. It was maybe me, him, and. Tom, but Tom had been up before and he felt kind of embarrassed about how he'd done the song, so he, he didn't want to get back up. Yeah. He played all oh, my voices of it, you know, and then as soon as we came back up, went, the power of your voice, suddenly my throat is all better now. <laughs> like, I shit it is, you lying bastard. <laughs> but quick, Dave got five fucking days. One of them was a joke one where yeah, Alan had put Dave's name down for a song before telling, without telling him, yeah. until Clark, and he didn't know it until Clark had called him up. Yeah. And Clark ended up doing it with them. So, uh, there was that. But the other three were him wanting to do songs, and like, Dave, five times is too much for anyone, karaoke, especially you. So, like, we're singing along with people doing their songs. Like, uh, I learned that I'm just, I may be too much of an emo because the song in the end by Ling Bart, I realised I can, I know every word to it without even looking at the board when someone got up to do it. Emo Scott. Mm-hmm. That's a terrifying prospect. <laughs> Out of phase, man. That's who I am. <laughs> oh, someone got up and did uh, keep rolling, and everybody was singing along with it. <laughs> we were up, me, my pals from the from the SSR. We're all we're even doing the rolling, like hand motions that yeah. keep rolling, rolling. Strong's was called rolling, you know. Yeah, no, but we like doing them. I like trying yeah. to keep rolling. Nah, it's called rolling. Shut up. <laughs> Went biscuit, you know. I know. Ben Stiller was in the video, you know. I know. Anyway. You were in a car. I know. <laughs> Shut up. The two times I did get up, and you may laugh at this, but I don't care. Me, okay. and, me and Dave saying I want it that way because it's a fucking tune and a half, and I will hear no other words about it, and I enjoy singing it. I'm saying nothing. Say nothing. And then Quacker got up to sing Sweet. <laughs> Quacker, I don't care. <clears throat> I don't even care. Quacker got up later on to sing Sweet Caroline. And he, uh, he wanted Dave to sing it with him, and Dave said, no, I think, I think it was Dave or Tom, one of them wouldn't do it with him. And I thought, fuck it, I've had a few drinks, I'll, fuck it, I'll get up with you. <laughs> and I realised then that I didn't know as much about much of the words to Sweet Caroline as I thought I did. Because I was either going too fast or like got coming in halfway through a bit. You can't really trust the clown when he's singing the National Anthem. I haven't seen that one. Oh, uh, he's good, he's like... And now and uh, uh, Oh, God, I should have taken those cue cards. <laughs> Then uh, you you know the tradition. I think it's become even Tom knows this, and he's not even from here. He, the when he sings "Sweet Caroline," everybody just yells "But fast wine" instead of "But da da." <laughs> but uh, there were these two randoms that were singing with me and Cracker. One of them was hanging on to me. I thought like he put his arm around me, like, so I was like like oh he's got share the microphone. Like I'll be a laugh, but this guy as the song's going, he was fucking hanging on me like a like a fucking sloth hangs hangs onto a tree. This guy was hanging on to me. He was using you for. Balance. Balance, probably best. And I didn't have the best balance, so he was so he made a mistake there. But he was unaware, apparently unaware of uh, the whole of this custom, so he looked very confused. Where after saying "Sweet Car," I just yelled very loudly, right, like as far away from him as I'm from you in this couch now, yeah. just yelling "Back fast way." <laughs> <laughs> you were pissed, weren't you? A little bit, a little bit. So was I. <laughs> Also, the first people who got up sang a Christmas song, which we all agreed, like, it's too fucking like, it was the 1st of November, lads, or glasses as it was, it was that all I want for Christmas is you, which, 
it's a horrible song. I will I will argue that all day. You'll hear no argument from me. It's a horrid, horrid song. We're all we're all standing there like while they're singing like yeah, yeah fair enough. But we we're like fucking too early for Christmas. Too early. For and then one of the lassies nails a real high note at the end, and we we're just all like, oh, oh fair, enough, fair enough. We don't agree with you choosing this as the first song, but you know, fair enough for you for hitting that high note. That couldn't do that. Yeah. So do you know? Combining chocolate and fizzy is good. I'll I'll take that down for next time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we basically got as soon as the thing ended, like the guy didn't even get. Well, guy didn't feel like he was giving people a chance to get out because he's basically just kicking fucking folks out. <laughs> but they're basically telling you get the fuck. He may as well have done a Uncle Uncle Phil Jazzy Jeff moment. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh, so the next day was was fear and loathing. First night of fear and loathing. Hmm. Sorry. Uh, you see Uncle Phil? Yeah. I was watching a thing, uh, a wrestling review thing on YouTube all day, and D-Lo was on it. Yeah. D-Lo Brown, nowadays, is really starting to look like Uncle Phil. Fair enough, yeah. He really is, man. <laughs> I mean, he he, not, he does not have the neck anymore to do the, do the yeah. thing, you know. I don't think he, he doesn't look like he has a neck period at the moment here. Yeah, he's, he's a very rotund gentleman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I apologise that I've eaten most of those three no, things. No, it's fine. They're, they were for both of us, they are. So help yourself. Mm. But second night, we, on the first night of Fear and Loathing, we had uh, the guys from Bunnyston show up a couple of times during Seriously? the show. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Ah, cool. Well, because Rab Florence does uh, does that new podcast, Wrestling. Were both of them No, I both of them. But ah, me, because Rab Florence does Wrestling that with uh, Rado. So... There's a bit backstage where Rav Florence is biscuity boil, nah. and then he comes out later on during the good H match. He's just sleeping in a chair, and then just gets get gets on beaten up or shoved by Wolfgang, and then taken <laughs> away as his toes are fondling. <laughs> but when there was a bit earlier in the night where Guido was sitting on a guy called Davy Davy, who's basically a Ned, so doing something called a scheme lumberjack match where Davy had all these Neds around them and they were constantly trying to get involved and attack Guido. <laughs> But Grado manages to fend them off and he gets the win. And after Matt, some of the nays are being shoved out the ring and uh, the three nays are saying, somebody phone the polis. And then they come, <laughs> the guy from Russia come out, it's the quality polis. Nice. Uh, and then Ralph Florence gets up in the top middle room and goes, hey, 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 hey. And the whole crowd goes, smoke weed every day. <laughs> <laughs> and then Louis uh, Davy gets in their face and uh, Ian Connell's and he went, Listen, pal, you know who you're talking to? You're talking to the quality polis, and you're getting peppered, and these peppers being they <laughs> take him away. <laughs> but I don't suppose there's any chance this was filmed, was it? No, this was all filmed. This was during the show. I'm going to need to look this up on YouTube. I can give you the login details for my pal Stephen's ICU on demand, because he doesn't use it, and I'm the one who uses it more often than he does, so... Cool. But it's one of the ones where if you didn't watch Doug Bernie's uh, in the references would probably be lost on you. But the best bit during the good housekeeping match at the end, it's suddenly like, you see Ian Collins shows up. He goes, "What then, pallets?" And these guys start bringing out the stack of wooden pallets, and then they use the wooden pallets in a spot. Cool. Just seeing them like, "What then, pallets?" You sell wooden pallets? No. Oh, oh my kitten! It's always sell. <laughs> What in pallets? What else is that to know? Here's the show. Here it is on a mat. Here's your ma in the show. <laughs> there was a thing where at the start of the first night, Billy Cogger joked, 
If you don't like wrestling, you're a Tory. <laughs> and somebody had a sign which started like to chat people chatting what was on the sign. It was fuck Brexit, watch wrestling. Aye. It's like a very sign. long, very loud fuck Brexit, watch wrestling. <laughs> uh, the uh, was, uh, some of those chants across both nights were just fucking hilarious. Like there was one where. Uh, these guys were in a Glasgow street fight and they went out into the streets to meet them. so we were relying on what was on the screen to know what was happening. Yeah. Fireworks. And we were, uh, then the screen fucked up so we couldn't see what was going on. People were booing and some people started saying, I see nothing. <laughs> or, the, or the best one, better one was, restart the Wi-Fi. <laughs> restart the Wi-Fi. Uh, one of the worst ones was the prick behind me during the Ilya Dragunov match and Dragunov's from Russia. Mm. So the guy behind me made bit odd forty odd like fucking Ivan Drago references like, mate, we get it, you've seen Rocky Four, shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh oh. It was uh, Sammy Callahan was on night one with his brand new uh have you seen what happened on Impact? In the Steel Cage match? I've not seen that yet. Shit. I've not seen that yet. It wasn't up when we were trying to watch it. Shit, yeah, because I think this is past week was the first episode when they were on. Oh. I think they moved to a different channel on, uh, on the in the UK. I think. What were we on now? I can't remember. The fight channel, I think. Right. I can't remember actually. But anyway, Sammy Callahan was there, oh. and he and uh, he was talking about impact and shit and talking down to the crowd. He was calling Glasgow Glasgow, but he think he knew what he was doing when he did yeah. that. Yeah, uh, people were like chatting, you can shove your impact wrestling up your ass. <laughs> you can shove your impact. And then there's a bit where he, he, he had a pile driver on BT after a low blow and that, and he went up and BT pops back up, and then Sammy Gallagher kicks him about four times repeatedly in the bollocks, hits another pile driver and wins. <laughs> and I like to think before the match, Sammy went out to BT and went, You ever plan on having children? No, why? Because I'm going to kick you repeatedly in the bollocks. Ah. <laughs> uh. Uh, but the good housekeeping match was a fucking weird one. They were spraying fucking ketchup and shit at each other. Mm-hmm. There was a spot with the wind pellets. Liam Thompson got rolled up in a, um, a carpet and then smacked with a mop. <laughs> there was a spot involving being dropped one and being dropped on the old house for like wrestling figures. Oh, which then led to there being a key thing which Quacko managed to get a hold of and he gave it to me after the show. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just holding up a, a ski. Quacko gives me a key thing and I'm a bit drunk after this first night. I didn't. I switched to the soft drinks on the second night because I was a bit too rough when I woke up on Sunday. <laughs> and uh, he gave us, he gave me a thing, it was barely like half a second between Quacko showing me it and it being in my hand, just yink. Like, yes. So you have a cane Hasbro? Yes, I'll send you a picture of it later. Cool. Oh, I think it's a Hasbro, it's an older, old like, figure. So it could be a Hasbro or a Jax. Could be. Who knows? Uh, I'll know. <laughs> yeah. There was. What was it? Oh, there was a thing where the Jordan Delvin v Kenny Williams and people were chatting to Jordan Delvin, you're a shit thin baller because he was trained by Finn Balor, though we were against Kenny Williams because Kenny's a wanker. And we were chatting Kenny as a wanker and then we are doing a chat and going, da, 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 Jordan Devlin, da, da, da. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other chants here, but... Oh, there was a random old woman knitting in a wee chair in the ring during the Good Housekeeping match. <laughs> and Wolfgang steals her needle off her and she grabs both of them by the ear and throws them in the ring and then she just does this dive and people are chanting, fuck him up, granny, fuck him up. <laughs> Which is not a chant I think I'd ever hear. 
there was a, a Kings of Insanity match, which was basically a death match on the second night, which was the opposite spectrum of the Kid House match, and that was a weapons match played for last, where this one was proper. Proper match. Hardcore, like, yeah. these guys sticking these weird sticks in, he loses Griffin's head, Aston Vader took this backdrop thing onto this table, which had half cans of Monster on it. Uh, there was a, a table with barbed wire, there was tacks and everything. Christ. Mm-hmm. So, so the, what do you win? Yeah, it was a proper like, like, bloody one. So it was a good night over overall, I think. I don't want to go into both nights in so much deal because not like, everybody watches SWN, plus I be, would be here all day with me talking about it. Mm. I think just getting the highlights, like some of these the funny chants that people were chatting, and they did this whole thing where they announced... Uh, that next year they're doing another two nights of Fear and Loathing and it's going to be at the Barrowlands, which I'm really looking forward to going to the Barrowlands. Aye, good, sh- Wait, good venue. Going back to the bars. <laughs> Remember Fear and Loathing 8, I believe, what, no, 7, back in 2014, was uh, the first time they went to the Barrowlands and uh, the first match they announced, only one match was announced when they put tickets on sale. I think I mentioned this in the Drew Retreat, which was Drew just came back, so it was going to be Drew v. Jack, just for the title. Mm. One match announced, tickets go on sale for ICU's first show at the Barris, sold out. <laughs> so just with one match, they, uh, they sold out the Barris. Drew sold out the Barris. Yeah, basically Drew sold out the Barris. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, he has a he has, he has name value because people would obviously recognise him from WWE. He sells out the Barris and he's still no champ. I know. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. It came out, he wrestled for Bobby Lashley because Bobby was faking an injury fight with him. Mm. In the DQ. Basically, they see Drew just just go like, ah, fuck it. They just <laughs> fucked off. I've seen that. So I don't know what the hell happened to him right now. Moving on from Fear and Loathing, and like, that was a main highlight of my week because I was pushed. Mm. <laughs> and I was worried away two nights of chatting and then doing a wee bit of singing on this Friday that my throat would be, because my throat on the Sunday felt like, felt really bad. Aye. But, you know, I'm fine now, thankfully. But, well, I want to talk about some things that we're going to be doing coming up. Oh, because, go on then. Because this is our second, we're saying we're going to our third year as a podcast, which I'm really looking forward to. Mm-hmm. And we've, we're not saying... This is the year you all start paying us. X and eight on the pay. <laughs> yes, they're not supposed to know that yet. <laughs> no, we're not, we're not getting anything like that planned yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Not yet. But we have some plans for like the next couple of weeks because you may notice in the title of this podcast it says part one. Yeah. Because this is basically us like at the start we're reminiscing and talking about the show and again like, how we're happy that we've lasted this long. Yeah. And it'd be like just a nice wee chat, you know, with fireworks going off in the background because well, people it, are pricks. It's an anniversary show. I know. Celebration. <laughs> Celebration. Fireworks. fireworks. Yay! But seriously, sharp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But we're going to be doing a special review and next week, well not next week, later on in this same week we're going to release part two and we're going to do a special review of Paul. We're going to be annoyed if we look out there and it's not fireworks and just some drunk in his underwear with a gun. <laughs> I think that'd be more worrying. Well it's just some random drunk in his underwear firing a gun in there. Yes, because more questions would be raised like, where the fuck did you get that gun? Well as long as he's shooting it up in the sky I don't mind. But if he sees us looking up he'll be shooting it up at us. Anyway, while well, the thing... Oh, he accidentally aimed at his head. But, well, later on in this same week, we're going to be releasing part two of this podcast. We're going to be doing a very special review, Paul. Would you like to tell people what it is we're going to be reviewing? 
Well, I usually like to leave that to you. Ah, oh. really? So you, you've forgotten, haven't you? I, I've forgotten. I have. You could have let like you could have let me slide over that one, man. No. But you're just gonna leave me there and no, make I'm me gonna... look stupid. No, I'm going to expose you. Damn. We talked about professionalism. We talked about it. <laughs> I didn't think we were actually going to do it. <laughs> but later on this week, in part two, we're going to be doing a special review where it's nearly twi- it's looking on 20 years since it was officially released, not a wide release, but an official release of the documentary, the wrestling documentary, Beyond the Map. We are going oh, to be- yes, we that are- was what it was. We're going to be doing a review <laughs> of that, like... Maybe wondering like why are we just doing randomly a review of this random image even though it is twenty years like ago that it came out. It's not just gonna be any ordinary review anything well what's gonna be different about this review? We'll have to wait and sit, wait for part two to find out. This won't one you? will have sprinkles. <laughs> so this one it's part two with a flake. And sprinkles. And sprinkles. If you're having a fucking flake, I'm getting the sprinkles. <laughs> Damn it. I for comedic effect. We're going to be doing that later in the week, so we have two parts this week. Technically the same episode, but into two parts. And then the following week, we're not doing a phase review this week, because I thought we've got three episodes left of season three, and I thought, you know what, we should do what we did last last time, Paul, when we had a few episodes left of a season. What's just going to do next week, we should just do all three of them in the one episode, and then look back on season three as... Because I, so. I enjoyed when we did it for season two, and I think we could really, really be good to do that again for season three. Yep. Did so you, you hear that? that squeal there? I did. Yeah. Someone fucked up. I'll fucking learn them. Mm-hmm. But I think that is a great idea. Yeah. You know, because like, I believe that's something we should do for all the seasons. To be honest with you, because yeah. I do like our our season sum up. You know, yeah. our season summary. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think we're going to be waxing quite as lyrical about this season as we will about other ones, though. Yeah. It is a solid season, but it is not always one of my favourites. I think it has some really strong moments, but we'll get more into that next week. The following week, fall. Well, I think it's about time for that particular week that we do a very special review. Another special review. A review of something that I've said we should be doing for a long time now. The following week, I think we're going to start. What I said, I've mentioned you a bunch of times. Go on. The week following that Fusier episode, we're going to do the first in our series of reviews, looking back at every single In Your House pay-per-view event, starting with oh, the first yay. one. So in a couple of weeks' time, we're going to review the first ever In Your House from 1995. Do you know that works out just grand for me? Because, you know, I happen to have that. I know you do. And we're going to be going through every In Your House to were. More than 20 of them, I believe. And you're well, I don't mean to be pernickety or technical. They had the In Your House bands, they weren't always called In Your House, but they had the In Your House banner. Well, but we, all, we always had, the in, at least a good few of them after just being In Your Houses, mm-hmm. had In Your House banners before they broke off into separate pay-per-views. You know, it went up until 99, that's when they stopped doing in, adding the In Your House to the, to the pay-per-views, but... I really want out there's all these and there's quite a few in your houses. How are we gonna do this? I'm aiming for at least one one of these once a month we're gonna review and in your house. So we're gonna end in November. We'll be end of November when we do the first one. Some point in late December we'll do it and then we'll do the second one in your house three in January and on it go on it goes until we get to the hopefully end. Hopefully by the in in the interim between in your houses I will be able to purchase the other ones to view them. Yes. 
because I have in your house one, <laughs> and then it goes to in your house three. Or if, or maybe see how far back the shows go on that link I sent you. Maybe you'll find it there if you can't maybe, find it in the maybe. tape. Maybe. So yeah, and then not really cool if I could. Yeah, and then also the week following that, well, Survivor Season War Games will probably have happened. So yep, yep, that'll so that'll be there, and that, and we're so much at work on. But I think for the next few weeks, at least or next three weeks at least, we have a plan for Joe, and I do like having some plan. Yeah, we'll leave in, in we have a plan. Yeah, I know. Yes. We're actually being prepared for once. That's yeah. That's the kind of development you get over a hundred shows. And yet still no one sponsors us. No, not yet. No Mountain Dew sponsor. No Sarsons Vinegar sponsor. You're just naming things in the room that you can see and asking for a sponsor, aren't you? Yeah. No, and Kona Hot Sauce sponsor. You're, you're just like brick and anchorman. Are you just looking at things in the office and saying that you love them? Yes. I, I love lamp. <laughs> but, Paul, something very important is coming also in the next couple of weeks. Because, Paul... Someone out there has had the gall, the audacity to challenge the pure cheek. <laughs> they are challenging us. Why? The Don't undis- we know they're going to lose? The undisputed podcast tag team champions of the world. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably wondering what they're on about. I do. I mentioned Rogue Opinions. And we don't know if we do some of these prediction contests when whenever a pay-per-view comes around. And Nathan has challenged us. Nathan, because I've mentioned, I, I make sure to plug this podcast at the end of every show I'm on for them. And Nathan made this challenge. Him and our good friend Jimmy from Wrong Opinions. Those two guys will be making predict, a joint predictions for Survivor Series. And we are going to be making predictions for Survivor Series. That'll be our predictions versus their predictions in a tag team predictions contest at Survivor Series. We'll win. With the one losers having to record some sort of punishment style podcast. What that'll be on, we don't know yet. I know what theirs should be. I don't think I don't think you get to choose depending on which one you just is that one decision, it's just whoever loses, but what is your idea? Well I'll pass it along. When they lose, not if. When. When. Mm-hmm. We should do a podcast on my little pony. <laughs> Why, why Why? was that your first idea? Because it was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. We, we, should, we should review the best My Little Pony products. I mean, is there any best My Little Pony products? I don't know. I just knew it was My Little Pony. You, remember the, you, know, you must remember the kids seeing the fucking annoying adverts at yeah. Christmas and that. Yeah. Oh. But, I mean, Nathan had to do a point, I guess, with he and Carl to watch the first three episodes of... Uh, I've told you that then that ended up being one of Nathan's, one of Nathan's new favourite shows. So, you know, Nathan, he'll probably fall in love with it. He'll he'll become a, one of those weird bronies that he see talked about online. So, yeah, Nathan will probably love watching My Little Pony. Yeah. Tell me the review of with first season of that fucking American verse, that new American queer eye for the straight guy. Because <laughs> I've seen like an episode's worth, well, five minutes of an episode's worth of that was really shite. You know that way when you're kind of flitting and you go, mm-hmm. ah, it's on. Mm-hmm. And you go, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Just nah. Nah. So, uh, as much as I love doing shows with uh, Rogue Opinions, I, I see this as a case of them versus us. It is. Paul Trump podcast versus Rogue Opinions at Survivor Series. Yeah, don't do the heel turn on me, man. At not the last do, minute. Not doing a day heel turn. <laughs> I'm not going to do it like a... Kurt Angle ran, or Austin randomly joined the Alliance. Yeah. No. You and me, we are like 
I don't care who they are, but we are like the mega powers here. We, go on, shake yeah. my hand, Ben. Go on. I'm macho. Yes. I know, I'm trying to do the weird handshake. I'm the, I'm the oddly psychotic one. You're the one that's going to go mental and turn on me. Yes. 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 So, yeah, we'll look forward to that because we're going to be doing, hopefully, a joint review with them for Survivor Series, which may be, because we're talking about it, which may go on both our feet and their feet, and hopefully if all four of us are there, if we, when we win, we can laugh at I've them for it. losing. I'll be Scotty too hot, you can be Rikishi. <laughs> are you calling me fat? No. <laughs> yeah, you know what, fine. Why am I... Why, if there's two of us, am I not Scotty Too Hotty? My name is actually Scott. Well, mainly to annoy you. <laughs> you know what? I'm not. I'm still not. Not entirely unsold on that heel turn idea. You know. <laughs> so stay tuned in the next couple of weeks for where we will officially give our predictions for Survivor Series. It'll have to be a joint one, so we'll need, we'll need to collaborate on this teamwork. Teamwork. Yeah. To prove how much better of a team we are than them. We'll prove it. We will. We'll prove it and then we will drink and laugh when we win. We will <laughs> ha ha ha. Mm-hmm. Ha ha. Yes. Crack open a can. <laughs> ha ha ha. Oh shit, the can's empty. How did I do that in two seconds? <laughs> ha ha ha. Oh no, I have a problem. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Get a bit too deep here, Paul. I don't... Do you see any alcohol? No, I mean, you know, I mean, your metaphor. Yeah. I know, but no alcohol. Mm-hmm. Well, there is alcohol, but I'm not drinking it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm being strangely behaved. Strange, strangely, the opposite word, yes. Yeah, strangely behaved, but that may have a lot to do with the fact that I drank about a liter's worth of bourbon at the weekend. That may have, that may tie into it, yes. Yeah, well, I, I didn't mm-hmm. personally drink it when Brian helped. Yeah, <laughs> he helped, mm-hmm. you know. But we did, we did drink a large amount of bourbon. Mm-hmm. And as we seem to do more nowadays, because I don't know if you have this thing, like you know, how you get some people that drink, we'll drink, we'll drink, we'll drink a few different things, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get people like yourself, you like cider, uh-huh. and then well, you. I, I may say there's some cider drink related that I may have mentioned from my weekend, but I'll come back to yeah, it. Yeah, but you like cider, right? That's pretty much what you drink. You like yeah. cider. Well, more often nowadays. Myself and Brian, what we drink is bourbon. Mm-hmm. We like bourbon. Mm. Brian surprisingly bought a couple of beers for the football. And he, went, he said a thing, right? And I'm sure you'll not mind me mentioning because it's a very throwaway thing. Mm-hmm. But we were sitting there and we'd cracked a can and went, Do you want to just split it? Mm-hmm. You know what I Because mean? we weren't really feeling a drink as such. So we'll ah, we'll split a can. Mm-hmm. And we poured them into the wee glasses and having what bourbons in. And Brian was sitting there and he just came down half and went, Do you know, it's nice to drink a beer out of a glass. <laughs> and you know what, when you look and you go, Aye, aye, it is nice to drink a beer out of a glass. Mm-hmm. Finally, I'm like, Aye, you're quite right. Beer out of a glass. Aye. Aye. Uh-huh. John Wayne's an asshole. <laughs> but we just went, Aye, like that, aye. Beer out of a tumbler. It's good. <laughs> I see. Like I tell you, we're do- doing this thing, the two painters, uh, at SWGC. I don't know if anyone's had this. I know this whole massive glass, which is basically, which is basically two paints worth. You mistakenly one... thought you'd become a giant and thought it was only one paint, so you drank three of them. No. Oh. You knew there were two paint tumblers and drank three of them anyway. I did not drink three of them. I drank two of them. Ah. Oh. 
So basically this big fucking cup, which is basically two pints in the one big fucking cup. Yeah. I had two, they were both mag... Did you sink it? Not sink it, I took my time with it, but still. But they were both magners, these ones. Uh, second one I had it with some black in it, it was smashing. <laughs> smashing? It was. Yeah. Shut up. Fucking exploding. They, uh, I had these fucking... Because I'd already drank four cans of that recorder link cider. Because nice. I was buying them two at a time because they were like, kind of small, so yeah. also I was buying them two at a time. And then I got uh, these fucking two pinters, and then by the time I was halfway through the second one, after four cans, I no way uh, in a couple of hours. These oh. two, the first big uh, two pinter, and then the second one, halfway through the second one, the main event, and one on field. I can see that. And then so then we got the big two pinters of coke because you can get that as well. Mm. You can ask for that when you know, but. We asked for the guy at the uh, night too. We went, we went, as we got early entry, we went straight to the bar mm. to get our drink. And like, just two double pinters of, of Coke. And the guy kind of went, I, I, but the guy looked at us also with us, like, one out of Coke. It's like, hey, I don't fucking judge this, but we're fucking. And this must have been this guy's first day or something because midway through pouring one of the two pinters, accidentally knocks it over and spills most of it on himself. <laughs> And then has to go and fix the thing, and he's worried about the thing's not pouring fast enough, so he's going to go check something. And then I gave the guy like the money, I think it was like 17 something. Yeah. But like, because we're also buying other people's drinks. So, oh, yeah. But like, I gave him like the 15, and then I had, I had and then some change, but I was one pound short, so I had on what I had, and I said, or I said to him, that's that, the new, I'll grab you the pound, because it was going to take me two seconds to reach in my wallet and grab the other pound. So I gave him the money that I did have, he takes that. He buggers off to the till bit before I can hand him the other pound and I hold it there hold it in my hand for a bit until he wanders back with Oh you're a pound shot I went, oh, yes I know, I was about to tell you that I had I was gonna get it in a second. And then there and the guy looked he looked like a fucking idiot honestly. Like didn't have a clue what he was doing. No. And I don't I don't meant to criticize like I don't want to seem up to you like oh this idiot to serving yeah, me and all that but like let's just one two three first off the whole spell and you say like fair enough. It was six and then the whole thing when I explained to him, hold on, go get, I'm one pound short, I'll grab it in a second. And then he just buggered off and then wants me, oh, you're one pound short. I know that, I've just... <laughs> and later on, when I was buying a drink, I got handed a fiver back as part of my change. I got a five note. I didn't notice until the next day I opened up. It was five pounds from the Bank of Ireland. It was a five pound note from Ireland. <laughs> Irish fiver. And then I tried to use that today when I was buying the Mountain Dew of Ireland. I tried to use that on the wee self-service machine. Mm. I put it in notes saying three times I put it in all three times it spat it back out again and then I said to the guy oh, oh it doesn't take that it's an Irish no it won't take that mm. and then the guy didn't offer to as I have another times when I've had like an English note that the machine won't take to so grab a Scottish one and they'll exchange it and I can use that the guy just went oh it doesn't take that and buggered off <laughs> like alright don't offer me any alternative here no, and don't help. Then I'd, so I was so like, what the fuck am I going to do with this fiver? And then I tri- went to the suite, so like, I think they don't even get to it. This guy takes the fiver and just hands me my change, but it doesn't even no, question right. the fact that I've just handed him an Irish fiver. <laughs> Never question it, you know what I mean? I mean, I would recommend the two painters thing if you're in a night out, because it means less trips to the bar, although it does mean more trips to the toilet. See, later that, on. that one would be the thing that would annoy me. Mm-hmm. Well, it just depends where you're standing, though. If you're in a, an easy path to the bathroom, then that's fair enough. Well, but, generally... If I'm out, mm-hmm. I'll I'll buy a beer, right? If I'm out, that's the one time when I'm not drinking bourbon, I'm drinking mm-hmm. lager or something. And even a pint mm-hmm. makes me run and 
run to the bathroom, it makes me piss like a fucking racehorse, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, I'm like that for a couple of hours. But, so if I was having a two, a two pint of, mm-hmm. I'd never be at the fucking toilet, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, I'm one of the people that just runs through me, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. Or we like a couple of women. Oh, I just it just runs straight through me, so it does. <laughs> you are an old woman. You so are you. Do you have any help we can talk about other than the? I don't. I don't think we have a lot more we can. I think we've covered pretty much everything. This mm-hmm. was a, a. We have covered what we are here to cover. We covered the fact we are celebrating our two years of the show. Mm-hmm. I think we gushed quite spectacularly about how awesome each other is. Mm-hmm. Actually, there's something we can talk about. It was like a, like a bro fest, man. It was like, nah, you're the, you're the heart of the show, man. Nah, you're the heart of the show. We're both the heart of the show, man. When Hell did, yeah. When did I call you the heart of the show? Every time, man. Every time. In my head. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, something we could do that we did, like we did last year. Like, is there any particular stuff we've done this past year that you... Any standout moments for you in this last year? Well, I, in this last year, I've, I, I've particularly enjoyed the shows we've done with Craig. Yeah. You know, and I, I think I said that at the time. I love the shows with Craig. I don't think we've done as much with Craig in this no, last year. Which, yeah. No, but I, the ones we've done with Craig, I really did enjoy. Mm-hmm. And a few times we've had Brian chime in. Mm-hmm. You know, although his content can be Brian's content at times, it's still fun for a chime in. Yeah. You know. And I, I love the American show. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, you know. getting to do the stuff with, with the Scott and Paul guys was a big highlight, I think, for me. Yeah. It's last year. We've done one or two more interviews and since the last anniversary show, and we're hopefully going to do more. I'm, hopefully so. I'm working on that at the moment with some potential interviewees. Like, go. I'm trying really hard to find more people, man. We've had, we've had more like continuous like segments and that stuff that's carried on through episodes, like doing the Fusion Reviews. Continuing that. Yeah. Doing these career retrospectives that we've been doing. We have been great. Yeah, those are good. And then we're going to continue that with the In Your House series. And I'm going to find a better name for it than that I would, in the next I couple of weeks. Like, you know how we do our career retrospectives? Yeah. And they're usually very positive. Mm-hmm. I would interestingly like to do a couple of career what-ifs. Oh, that'd be, that'd be interesting. Yeah. I think we could do a whole episode on what-ifs, like bagging a couple of our own what-ifs and then talking about them. Yeah. Like, as you talking about in wrestling or in general? Well, I'm talking about in, in wrestling specifically, but yeah. I'm sure it could cover many subjects, you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. There, there are plenty of what-ifs in life in general, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm thinking of things like, you know, mm-hmm. considering, like, I'm thinking draws particularly. Yeah. You know, considering that when he first came in, they were generally quite hot on him, mm-hmm. and he could have, in his career, been a solid midfield, mid-carder. Yeah. I wondered just if he hadn't have been injured. Mm-hmm. Would his career had he got any any higher up when it was, or was he actually on the downturn by that point? I think he was fairly. I think the European title scene would have been his limit because I think he was actually starting this laying the groundwork for a European title feud with Dilo Brown. I think it was, and then there was a match with Dilo that led to the important yeah, incident. So yeah. I think he was gonna as far as he was gonna go, maybe the hardcore European title. So he could, he could have, he could have maybe hit like X Pac level. Yeah, maybe at his best. I think Xbox was still even that, even at that, a bit higher than. Hey, what, well, Xbox had the help of actually being in DX and well, things like oh, that. Oh yeah, there was that. So you're going that's the best thing that ever happened to Sean Walton's career. Probably, but like also like this past year, we've not been afraid to talk about some things that we don't always talk about. Like yeah. we did the whole, didn't they? Ran episodes where 
couple of episodes in a row where we had like long stretches where we were talking about video games even though we know a little about them. We had the confectionery episode, which is still <laughs> one of my favorite. Yeah. So oh. yeah, I think the whole thing with this year is basically we've been trying a lot of new things this past year. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I've got even more ideas that to try this year, which I haven't actually mentioned as much on this particular episode because I don't want to save them right now before they're fully developed. These other ones I mentioned at the end of your house when that's a more developed idea and that we are going to do in the next couple of weeks, so I'm saying it now, we're making it real. We're making it real. Making it real, because if you say it loud, that means like we have to do it now. Because yeah. I've said that we're doing it. Kind of like the beyond that thing, I've said that we're doing well, it, I, so we are going to do it in the next couple of days. I have, I also, in the same vein, have many ideas for the future of the show. <laughs> many, many that I'll probably discuss with you post show, mm-hmm. you know. But I think, I think a lot of the time, my ideas are more in the sense of we're doable and yeah. achievable, but uh-huh. we're a lot more grandiose, if you know what I mean. I mean, but I, th- I think it's more so the fact that I'm... I think this is the first thing in a long time I've been willing to put the effort in to make it grandiose. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Something I will say, though, is the idea of YouTube at some point in the future, whether or not we do it as much this year or at least going forward. Yeah. I, I think, think more YouTube going is, forward. I think YouTube is a thing that we need to look at in the future. And also, the idea I'll of... Need, I'll need to clean the couch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's our first big concern. Yes. Look at that couch. Make... Make the surroundings look nice. Make it look pretty. <laughs> yes, make it pretty. Put doilies on the table. <laughs> but also, Put doilies on the doilies. You know, also having guests, not just interviews, but more extra like guests that we can can talk with me and you. Like yep. having the, the Scott and Paul guys, maybe having Craig, maybe even having Brian come back to talk about Impact Wrestling. You talked about a pile of yours that was into wrestling. We could talk. Yep. We had some thoughts on the feed. I'm, I'm going to give him point. a shout out because he does listen to our show. Yeah. Davey, mm-hmm. talk to you, man. <laughs> if you're listening, you let me know on Facebook. <laughs> because I'll be listening to here. I'll be looking to check that you're listening, man. <laughs> you've got you've got free reign to be on the show if you're listening. Just the kind of thing I was saying, like we bring need, beer. That's the kind of thing I was saying. Having an extra person, at least one extra person involved in kind of a discussion with us, yeah. even if it's not for the whole show, they're in for like a segment to talk about. Like the show, well, the thing that we want to talk to them about. Davey did do me a solid before, mm-hmm. uh, before I actually went on the link and found Crown Jewel. Uh-huh. He FaceTimed me mm-hmm. whilst he was watching Crown Jewel. Yeah. And a few times he flipped the camera around and showed me. Yeah. You know, so. That was cool. That was kind of cool of him. Mm-hmm. You know. I think it's best we wrap it up there because, well, I wanted this to be a fun chat and. So look back on the show and basically what's been going on in that and our plans for what's come up and I don't think there's much more else we need to say. I think it's been a fun because yeah. as much as like we may not always have as big audiences as some other people or may not be making any money from this, that's not what it's always about for me. Just, as long as no. it's still fun, because the minute it starts being fun, that's when I start to wonder about doing the show. But even if I have a day where I'm a bit off, I think I still I've somehow managed to get like back into the idea of doing the show very soon after it. So yeah. It's, I'm still having a bell of a time doing this and I hope you are as well and I hope you guys are having a bell of a time listening to us talking random nonsense because what I hope is if somebody out there is like there's something that's pissing them off or something they just want to forget about for an hour and a bit they can listen to us rambling nonsense us. us talking absolute nonsense and wonder like Jesus those guys are weird make mm. you be feel slightly better about my life because at least I'm not these guys I a lot are like I like to think we're one thing we're, we're never too 
predictable. We're never too predictable and we're never ever too overly controversial, I don't think. I don't think so. I mean, you can be quite out there with your opinions, but you've always stressed that you're not... You've always stressed that these are just your thoughts. Yeah. I've, never, I've never ever wanted to be one of these people that thinks like, right, I think like this, so you fucking people should think like this. And you've never really said anything just for the sake of saying it, like something controversial for controversial sake, like these people who just no. want the attention from it, you... I think I've always got a point behind my controversy, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, and more often than when you explain it, I always see what, what your point is, even if I don't agree with it, or if I know there are people there yeah, who wouldn't yeah. agree with it. But, you know, I like, other than that, other than my odd controversies, my odd opinions, I like to think most of the time mm-hmm. that people can come to our show and not have to worry about that shit, mm-hmm. you know? And plus, if they're listening to us and they're sticking with us through... Some things you may have said that some other people maybe have been annoyed at. And I think they know not to take everything too seriously. And yeah. I think that's what the show's about. Not taking things too seriously. Even though we complained about, oh, Debbie Reed did this or something that I didn't like. I try not to take things too seriously. I don't want to basically speak every other podcast where we just complain about things we don't like. Yeah. Or overly gushing things we do like, although we do do that yeah, quite we do. often. But I like... Like, I just want this to be fun. No, I think it's fun. I think it's more than fun, man. I, I love doing this show. Yeah. And you know, when one of us wins the goddamn lottery, <laughs> we'll be in a fucking state-of-the-art <laughs> studio, man. <laughs> Merchandise up out the fucking door and everything. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll be stars. <laughs> Are you saying we need, we need a BB glazer? We need a BB. Yes. Craig can be the BB. <laughs> <laughs> if there's any prospective agents and there anyone, any BB glazer types out there, do give us a call. Or you yes. can reach out to us, message us directly on tw- on Twitter at SBRambling or message me directly at ScottMcLeod996 or message our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash round podcast and give it a like while you're there. That was a nice segue That's there, man. Fucking seamless, that was that seamless, one. that was... Well done. Not to put myself too much on the back there, but you earned your Mountain Dew. Yes, what do you mean I earned it? I bought it myself. Yes. <laughs> what have you done to earn your Mountain Dew? Put up with you. Put up with me. <laughs> I went from a seamless flow of transit, flow of professional professional transitions and plugs to us yelling at each other. Yes. How quickly we can dissolve. But yes. When you're following us on Twitter and like our Facebook, you'll find all the links to our back catalogue and the podcasting sites that we're available on, which is all Android podcast sites, including Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and I'll say this one just because I know Paul will laugh and it's, you know, it's the anniversary show, so fuck it, Podbean as well. Podbean. <laughs> and many others. I don't know why I find that so amusing, but I do. Yeah, do I. And also, for the people who bother to peruse our Facebook page. <laughs> Although it may be a little late, I will be posting pictures of my my newer acquisitions like magazines. Yeah, as I say, do do and that and whatnot. You post that there and then I'll take those and I'll message I'll share them for those on yeah. Twitter who don't have access to our Facebook page. They are, they are very cool and I know you didn't have a a big look through them yourself, but you know they have most they all still have most of the you know, the shopping cards in them and things. Right. You know like the, Even the, the catalogue and blah blah blah. Do you want to buy? Do you want to buy this random T-shirt from nineteen eighty-six? Well, you can't because oh, it's out. Ninety-one. Yeah. And I'll yeah, just and the ninety-one example. one, you can buy a like a full door-length <laughs> material flag of the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> okay. Or a or a or a a big boss man T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Or a Hulk Hogan plushie. 
You remember all those ones from the old golden era pay-per-views, all the kids shaking the, the Hogan dollies yeah. and things? Yeah, I get you know. Oh, oh, or you could buy a, a Sky Blue Rockers t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, go on. Who doesn't want a Rockers t-shirt? I don't. Yeah, not do I really. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to have a t-shirt with Marty Giannetti on it. But did you even want a Rockers t-shirt back in 91? <sighs> I will be honest, if I'd have known uh-huh. I could have gotten one. Yeah. I'd have probably wanted one. Well, like I say, ninety-one would have been just kind of an awkward thing to get it because you get that, and then a few months later they've broken up. Yeah, well, in ninety-one, I think I'd have been what seven. Yeah. You know. So they'd probably have been the right age to want one. Yeah. But like I say, round about when is when I started noticing the big guy in the black. You mean Undertaker? Yeah. Who was a lot cooler than the old flabby man in the yellow. <laughs> well, not all the time he was the sort of. Brown skinned, muscular, baldy man. <laughs> man who looked like he was made from mahogany. Finally finished my fucking sweet there. <laughs> you enjoy your sweet. You have earned the right to enjoy the sweet. Uh, New York Philly swallowed though. Tune in next show when you've heard us being arrested for killing a bunch of fucking bonfire night idiots. Yeah, no. But tune in later on this week. We will have part two with our special on the map review. Uh, I'm not. I've said it before. There are some problems that I have with this on the map. Documentary. I wonder if I'll have those same issues when I want to back. If so, we'll, we'll talk about it more in depth. Is it the same issues I would assume like I have with it? Well, we'll talk about them when we get yeah. there next week. What of my issues around it stem from the state of Jake the Snake during it? Mm-hmm. I think I have some of those issues as well. You know, I think I'm I'm some th- other things. I think they sort of, they just take the piss, you know, showing a showing a guy in the worst state of his existence at the time. Pretty much, man. Mind you, not not any not anywhere near as bad as they would the start of that documentary. Oh yeah, the uh, the resurrection. resurrection that's awful a great that's a great documentary. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. It is, but at the start of that, you're like Jesus, man. Well, they need to show you a mystery at the start to yeah. show the transition, how much progress he made. No, I remember seeing him in Beyond the Mat, and I thought, damn, he, do, he doesn't look good. No, he doesn't. And then you see him in that at the start of that resurrection of Jake the Snake, and you're like, Jesus Christ, man. This would have been around the time of that that Heroes of Wrestling, there, that famous clip there. You want to play Twenty One? Oh, you know, yeah, I've seen that. Crap. I've seen. I've seen. I've seen the full. And I'm loath I'm to call it a match, uh, but I, I've match seen the way full. Too generous. I've seen the full thing, mm-hmm. and you know what? Where you're just thinking, just stop, mm-hmm. just don't. Yeah. And then later on, you see Yoko. Oh Jesus! And Yoko. you're like, Jesus Christ, man! Did you eat Vedal? There's an idea. There's an idea. If there is somewhere out there that somehow can you provide a link to it, the losers of me and you. Versus Jimmy and Nathan must review Heroes of Wrestling. Oh, God. That's, well, see, that's extra motivation yeah, for us not yeah, to lose. Yeah. That's on YouTube. Is it? We, that's, how, that's why we need to come together. We need not to yeah. lose this thing. Because do you know the worst thing about that is, though? We'll talk to you. I'll message Jimmy and Nathan that way. Yeah, the worst thing about that is not the fact that it. not only is it fucking awful, mm-hmm. but a lot of it just makes you sad. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of it just makes you really bummed out as a wrestling fan. See, I'm, st- I'm struggling to figure out are you still talking about Beyond the Matter Heroes of Wrestling because they can do because both of them. Oh, them both of them, both of them do that. But he- Heroes of Wrestling, particularly, like, you're like, good Christ, man. This was supposed to be the 
the family-friendly alternative to the Attitude Era on a fucking um, a casino boat. Oh, I don't think half the people the people there knew who. There were some kids there probably don't know half these pricks are. It was it was like it was like if EC it was like Crown Jewel on an ECW budget. Oof. I mean, look, you know what I mean. I don't even want to think about that, but we'll be digressing as well. So we're we'll see you for part two and our our Beyond the Mat documentary yeah. uh, review in a few days. And the following week we'll be talking about Frasier a lot with the last three episodes and and culmination of season three and the look back at that season as we had I think, season I think four. That will, I think that will predominantly be a Frasier review episode. That will predominantly. I don't think much else. Like, I think Phil Gear will happen just before that, so maybe if you've seen that, if you can use that link, that's it, you, you can yeah, watch it. Yeah. Maybe talk briefly about that and then mostly Frasier and that. Yeah. That will be a three-year century episode. And then the following week, we'll start the first of our in our series reviewing In Your House. And I swear to God, by the time we get there, I will thought of a catchy enough name rather than our In Your House series to call the show. But until then, thank you for listening, not just today, but... For, if you've been for, listening for the last two, any point in the last two years and the last hundred episodes, we thank you for following along this weird journey we've been on. And if any of you have been with us since show one <laughs> and are still with us now, the minute we start sending out merchandise, you'll be first on the list. <laughs> you've earned it. And if you have been listening, <laughs> do message us if you have been listening since the first episode and please tell us why. What what is it that What you, possessed you? What possessed you to <laughs> stick around through some through some rough episodes at the start. I mean I, I still I've once thought of it. Maybe I'll go back and watch listen to the first episode. I turned it off after ten minutes. I thought oh, I can't, I can't. The only the only one I've listened to with any any passion has been I listened to the first Ultimate Ramble. Mm-hmm. You know. That had f- a f- four voices on it, mm-hmm. you know, you, me, Craig, and Brian. Mm-hmm. I listened. I listened to that one. I've listened to like snippets of other ones. Yeah. A lot of the time, I don't listen because I, I'm one of those weird people that doesn't like to hear themselves on a recording. Yeah, like oh, I have to listen to it because I need yeah. to. But after that, as much as far as I can help, but I try not to listen after that. Yeah. But, so. Thank you for joining us on the last two years and hopefully we've got some big plans in the next year yeah. to come. So hopefully you can you will stay with us on our journey as we continue on and hopefully a lot more people will join you on that journey. Hopefully. 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 And also more hopefully that we will not have to review either Heroes of Wrestling or whatever it is that we end up having losers of our predictions contest against Rogue Opinions. We'll Review, reviewing heroes of wrestling wearing my little pony t-shirts uh, what's an audio? having to put the pictures on Facebook I was going to say it's an audio format so how are you going to tell it's the... Facebook pictures yes Facebook. I was sitting there these t-shirts going fucking stupid heroes of wrestling <laughs> but like but to, put it away Jake put it away to go along with some things we talked about I mentioned Limp Biscuit earlier on at the karaoke and I mentioned getting the king figure I imagine we had to be a, a great team, and you know who else is a great team? Brothers of Destruction were a great team. They were a great team. And to play us out, please enjoy the Brothers of Destruction's combined entrance theme. Which was cool. It was pretty cool. <laughs> Until part Just two... Just because we're pretty cool. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> but until part two, and next time we talk to you with our special <laughs> review, we'll see you next time. Bye. See ya. Thank you.